0: don't have to like everything we say. You don't have to listen to us. You have to know. You have to Yankee, A, Americano. Well, today we're going to talk about counterintelligence, also known as CI, what it is, different aspects involved in it, who does it, specifically the agency covering it, as well as the military assets, its entire purpose and goals and what it's for. Sometimes it's important, because people like this stuff, to look at the professional side of the gray man and see what they're doing and what that's all about. A lot of you have interest in that stuff, and there's entire books and series of information that provide this stuff. So sometimes we're going to look at the professional side and not just the private side. And I'm going to do a little bit of a series of shows talking about a few of our intelligence disciplines and different types of aspects of that and where they perform. So today, counterintelligence, what it is, who does it, why we have it, and why it's the second best form of intelligence in the United States in my personal biased opinion right here on Grayman, hiding in Plain Sight. You got to remember too shows like this are about learning the different aspects and what these things do not about who you like and don't like and that's because one of the things we're going to talk about today is the fbi as the fbi is not a counterintelligence agency that is too many people say that even some of them say it sometimes there's a part of the fbi called the national security branch that we'll get into that within it is the counterintelligence for this nation but there's other aspects and things to look at too it's kind of funny because as much as people trash on this CIA, I don't think anybody gets more flack than the FBI and suffers more because of movies and television shows. And some of those things, I mean, there's things about them where they make them look really bad that I've met agents that are like that, but it's, there's so few of them. And they do a lot of good in this country, but we only ever hear the bad. And that's true with all the agencies. But we're going to focus on what they do. One of the things, too, to note is counterintelligence, the number one place people have heard of it, and don't even realize is in the military. Most time when I ask them, they have no idea who does it, and they think it's only in the military. All the branches have it that I know of. I, I'm not sure about Space Forces breakdown on how they're doing things, but everybody else has some sort of investigative asset that use has a counterintelligence mission attached to it. And it depends on how it works. Like in the Marine Corps, human intelligence and counterintelligence is the same job. Like you learn both, and I. They're really good at what they do, and they're some of the best writers out there when it comes to military intelligence products. In the Army, it's two completely separate roles, and that's specifically what you do. But counterintelligence, part of the work that they can do is run sources just like human intelligence does. So in wartime, because there's not a lot of counterintelligence missions, counterintelligence guys are assigned to human collection teams, and they perform the human side of the operation and never do any other type of CI work almost ever. And that sucks for them, but that's how that Plays And then like in the Air Force, you have criminal investigation and CIs put together in OSI, if that's what they're still calling it, like NCIS does uh, a similar thing. And then however the rest of them work. Anyway, so that's the general idea. So before we get into what it is and, and how it works, let's break down the national security branch. That's one of our intelligence agencies, which they change a lot. The names change, the missions change, things get reorganized, things get called... Agencies, some are not. The National Security Branch is listed as an intelligence agency. It's a section within there of one of the five. I don't know how they call them. They don't call them directorates, but one of the five subsections covers counterintelligence specific divisions is what they're called, I believe. And so, to look at those, just to break down the branch before we get to counterintelligence specifically, one of them is the Terrorist Screening Center. What they do is they maintain the database. Of information about all known or suspected terrorists and then they make it available to not only government agencies but federal state local law enforcement even tribal law enforcement and places like where else Uh, State Department for people are traveling you got immigration as well as the TSA And so one of the ways I've explained to people that I didn't even know is I was at a casino where I grew up I went there I go with my mom sometimes but I was there on my own and when you go in now in some of those places, they you have to give them your ID. And then they have a little camera and they're looking at you and it's doing facial recognition. But it's looking for things like warrants and other things and any stuff that's in their tribal database, part of which is coming from the terrorist screening center. So that information's out there in a lot of places that people don't realize every day they're actually being looked at. Another subsection that they have in there is the high-value interrogation group. I've actually considered doing a show about this. I've, I've talked about it before. It was created in 2009 under President Obama. He actually in 2009 did a lot of positive things for the intelligence community. And this was kind of a bureaucratic solution to the arguments over who was responsible for interrogation, the CIA or the FBI, which clearly is CIA. There's no no real question there. But what it did is create an agency where it's administered by the FBI is the way it's put with uh, CIA and Department of Defense people, and they have two people under that administer one for the agency and one for the DoD and different people can be involved in that it's a mobile interrogation team that did a lot of stuff overseas but also has done stuff in the states for example um, Faisal Shahzad he was the Pakistani for the responsible for the Times Square bombing and then you had Zokhar uh, Zarnev or however you say the name the guy from the Boston Marathon I've mentioned that before and then uh, Abu Katala from Benghazi but they've done many others that's uh, just kind of their whole thing. They're like a special team that, while they have oversight by several places, obviously Congress has a piece of all of it. Their, their main responsibility, uh, despite being part of the National Security Branch, a lot of it, at least originally, was under the guise of the National Security Council. Another thing we have is the Weapons of Mass Destruction Directorate. They're basically looking for WMD threats and trying to stop them. You know, They do countermeasures and preparedness and investigations on things doing with weapons of mass destruction. And then we have counterterrorism, which some people sometimes think is the counterintelligence section, but it's not. So they're looking for and investigating any terrorist threat in the United States, and they provide information on terrorists outside the country, just along with several other people, and it all gets compiled together. And they also help track terrorists around the world when they can. And then the one that we're talking about today, specifically within the National Security Branch, is the counterintelligence division. So these guys. Are protecting us against foreign intelligence operations and espionage. They are your spy hunters, true CI, part of what CI does. And they are looking for human intelligence assets. So, as I've explained before, spies aren't always what we think they are. It depends on the nation they're coming from. So, we think of spies typically because of movies and stuff and some of the descriptions historically as they're the ones sneaking in and doing things. But a lot of our spies, what they're really doing is they're going to this foreign country and, and living this life, this gray man life. But they're finding people there to recruit as assets, to get them to spy in their own nation for us so that we can work several people as spies. Instead of trying to do one thing ourselves, we can basically oversee more than one person possibly and convince them to essentially commit treason on our behalf uh, to get us the information that we're looking for. I mean, that's really boils down to what it is. So now the, the real question people often ask is what exactly is counterintelligence? So counterintelligence is... Basically a set of activities and practices undertaken by intelligence and security agencies, their goal is to identify, prevent, and counter threats posed by foreign intelligence services or foreign adversarial services we used to call them, but now it's just foreign intelligence. They don't have to be adversarial. Like we spy on some of our allies. It's well known. They're looking for threats posed by espionage. Also things like sabotage and any other covert activity that targets a country's national security. And it's however their country's defining that security. Their primary goal is to protect sensitive information, technologies, and other assets from unauthorized access, you know, getting stolen, getting found out, exploitation by anybody. So some of the things we have are like detection, identification, where they're working to identify individuals and organizations or entities engaged in espionage or other activities that compromise national security. So they're monitoring suspicious activity, they're analyzing patterns, and they're identifying potential threats and there's many ways that they do this that go just beyond things like things that can be done on a computer that we've learned more about in the last few years investigation analysis is done on potential threats when they're identified so they'll launch an investigation to gather evidence and assess the extent and impact of the threat this can involve surveillance analysis communication and other investigative techniques What's important about that statement is to understand one of the reasons why CIA has been placed on the sole responsibility of the FBI is because it's the number one defensive intelligence activity. I think of it as a defensive mission using offensive actions. And what you're doing is you're looking for people spying on you at your own place. We have assets to look for spies on bases in a war zone. We, we have things for that. Typically, the military takes care of that. But inside our country, we need it. And then these are going to be investigated and they're going to be prosecuted, which is why it makes sense to have a law enforcement agency do it. It makes sense to have the FBI do it. It doesn't make sense for anybody else to do it. Another thing that they'll do is counter espionage for counterintelligence. So, this is efforts to stop or neutralize the espionage activities carried out by the foreign agents. This involves monitoring and disrupting their activities and apprehending and prosecuting those involved. It's like a carryover of what happens with the investigation analysis. They kind of all work together. There's also deception and misdirection. So this includes tactics to kind of confuse the adversaries. Same ideas, similar idea when we talk about counter surveillance, but on a larger scale of counterintelligence. So we're taking that and we're, we're sometimes feeding false information or altering patterns. And that can really hinder the effectiveness of a foreign intelligence operation. So sometimes, we want to do things to make them change or to limit their activities. And we haven't totally stopped arrest them yet because, you know, maybe we know there's more people involved and we need to find that. Maybe we need to find that bigger fish that's located somewhere else. Maybe we need to collect more information to connect it to whatever ABC country. Sometimes what they're doing, they think they're getting gold and we know they're getting garbage. So we let them do it and so we can learn more about them. There's all kinds of reasons why we do deception, misdirection, not always immediately leading to an arrest and investigation. Other things that are done too include security measures. So we're implementing protocols and measures to protect sense of information and facilities, even technology from unauthorized access. So you got secure your communication channels, for example, restricting access to classified materials and cybersecurity measures. There's also dealing with security clearances, uh, rigorous procedures to grant clearances to individuals who require access. This helps ensure that trusted individuals are given access to classified data. Now, while there will be some form of that within the FBI for their entire process, most agencies have some sort of security clearance process in them, especially ones like CIA and NSA that have their own clearances. The White House has theirs. Military has theirs. A lot of that is in coordination with or directly from the Office of Personnel Management. So like in the military, when you get your basic clearances and secret and top secret they're going through OPM and like the investigator to come speak to is an OPM officer. Whereas inside one of the bigger agencies, it'll be within there. Other things that they also do in counterintelligence is training. So they're educating and providing awareness to the employees, government employees, military personnel, or any stakeholder. So if you have a counterintelligence, some sort of counterintelligence program or something similar that might not be called that in say a corporate entity, it'll be, Similar type of training, but for the stakeholders or employees there. Talking about the risks of things like espionage. So even corporate espionage is very similar to traditional espionage. And they'll talk about the importance of following security protocols and how they work. And use this to try to prevent disclosures of sensitive information. And then build and adjust those training programs as new technologies developed. As protocols and policies and laws change depending on the organization that has them. Other things involved, cooperation, even collaboration between various agencies. So it could be between military branches, law enforcement, private sector partners. It depends on who's involved. Counterintelligence does have part of that, depending on the organization and how they want to use it. The reason for that is to make sure they're all working together and not breaking any rules. In the intel side, a part of that is really covered the reason we had like the uh, Office of the Director of National Intelligence being created. But there are aspects of that inside most agencies and law enforcement. One of the bigger things that they're looking for, and we hear more about this in corporate stuff, but this is a big part of our apparatus. You don't you don't hear about it until somebody screws up and gets arrested. And you always notice that some military intelligence kid that commits treason or the old famous stories in the CIA, but even more common ones that are associated agencies, the FBI is always arresting them. And that's because... Even if the investigation or operation is carried out or led by another agency, the person who's really going after that and going to do the arrest and prosecution will be the FBI, and it's called insider threat mitigation. So what they're doing is identify and then mitigate any potential threats posed by individuals within the organization or within the intelligence community or within that agency. These are people that have tried to exploit their position, compromised security, stolen classified information, taken payments, done other illegal activities associated with their work that requires an investigation at the federal level. And there's all kinds of reasons people do it. There's moles, there's spies, there's unhappy employees. There's people that have been coerced. There's people that have ideological reasons. There's all, There are all, all kinds of reasons why people do this. So understanding this is... it's. It's just to understand the basic tactics of espionage, looking at that it's a proactive approach to threat detection, but it's an overall, I call it defensive mission because we're we're here on defense looking for people conducting offensive intelligence against us. It's a constant activity. The vigilance in this is consistently required. I tried, I could have tried harder, I think, but at the time I thought I was trying pretty hard to get some of my CI guys to do some stuff and trying to get them involved in things that I was told not to. And I think it was because certain military officers didn't appreciate or understand how to use their assets. And there's other things that they could have been doing that would have been a lot better than just having them play a human intelligence guy when I had plenty of people doing that. The CIA is actually pretty pretty in-depth and complex. There's a lot of things involved. There's constantly going to be adversaries and methods to exploit vulnerabilities that they have to monitor and try to stop. It is a critical component. I call it the second best because being a human intelligence guy, I think that is the best but it is it is the contrast partner there is probably in on paper anyway there's probably nothing better than the idea of a team of counterintelligence human intelligence guys both specifically doing their jobs and working together a lot of the very successful operations have happened because of counterintelligence FBI agents working with human intelligence CIA officers it's great for safeguarding classified information great for exposing Weaknesses in critical infrastructure, you know, the sensitivity and nature of technology and what's being looked at there, and, you know, stopping any compromise from foreign intelligence adversaries and activities. Now, what makes this interesting to help you understand kind of the stuff that's being looked at under the National Security Browns for Counterintelligence is that the last I knew, it was basically. The counterintelligence guys were broken down into three sections. So you had one is basically intelligence branch. That's it's it's a general term for all the intelligence aspects that they need to do. But then they had one that focused on Russia and the rest of the world. Russia was the primary, but they were focused on the rest of the world with the exception of one, and that was China. There was a specific area just for China. A lot of things have been changed to focus heavily on China in the last few years. And they have subsections within them of how they focus on this and this is how much it can break down depending on the size because you have to remember things like this depends on where the field office is if they even have anybody or just have a liaison where you might get up to a big city like houston or or new york and they could have several groups of people broken down in these focusing on these because the amount of activity that's there but you have a specific counter espionage section there's counter sections that will working crossover with the WMD guys. you got cyber counterintelligence, um, counterintelligence training that we talked about. you got the global section who's focused on the main global idea with all countries other than Russia and China. There's infrastructure vulnerability and threat assessment. It's called the IVTAC. You have a China counterespionage and technology section as well as the China operations. There's things that have to do with foreign investments. As far as people investing in foreign stuff overseas, foreign investments coming here then there's strategic resources there's things like foreign influence counterintelligence analysis counterintelligence cyberspace and even a clandestine operations center cuz they get to do some cool guy stuff too so i hope this was good stuff for the you that were asking i've got many questions about counterintelligence all the time i'm going to cover a few more of these to talk about a little bit about the agencies and the activities and what they are for those that understand before we move into more of the privacy side or the private personal side, I guess, of the gray man thing. So we'll do the professional side for a little bit, and then we'll go back and hit some more of the personal stuff talking about the gray man concept.